0: Coming to you from the megacity metropolis of Toronto, this is The Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 330. Giddy up, Shane. It's time Giddy to get up. That's going to be our boom. I'm going to say giddy up, and you know it's a shout-out to you.
1: Okay. Boom.
0: (laughs) Shall we begin? We are back with the Seinfeld Chronicles. Uh, Eric Anthony, Shane Heron, pals talking about a show about nothing. How you doing, dude? I'm good.
1: And we got trivia tonight.
0: Ooh, that's right. As we record this, you are about to re-enter the squared circle and recapture that title. Well, if you are we'll see. a former champ. You could go tonight you could become the two time, two time Seinfeld champion. I hope so.
1: That would be good. We've practiced, we've prepared.
0: What do you what is you what do you feel is your weak spot, your blind spot? Season two?
1: Uh no. I mean right now probably like three and four because I've been focusing on other seasons, but I don't really think like I don't know. It's more about at this point you've seen it all. Right. know it all and it's just like these little things that like escape your mind or i don't know there's so much going there's so many things in every episode that could be a question so you never know what they're gonna ask are you chewing tobacco right now
0: because you're Sorry. chewing
1: <laughs> I'm chewing gum i have this thing um <laughs> this guy is just chomping <laughs>
0: you know what That's it real is
1: seinfeld moments he chews gum <laughs> it, like when uh, Jerry doesn't want Jane to or Elaine to hear Jane's voice, the Scamp Spare a Square Girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she
1: Gives her all the gum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a problem. That's, that's what you sounded like right now. Because I get these. You can see them. These Excel bubble gum. Yeah. Throw so a bunch. Yeah, so my uh, favorite thing to do, it's really stupid, but when I walk my dog at night, uh, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is put like seven pieces in my mouth and go for a big chew and walk my dog. <laughs> does, it,
0: does it give you the, have you ever done chewing tobacco?
1: I tried it once when I was really drunk with a, in a cab and this cab driver gave me one of those little like tea bags of chewing tobacco, it made me so sick. It's called what,
0: dip, right? That's what they call it?
1: yeah 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 but this was like i don't know how it's supposed to work but it was in like a. it was almost like they put the chewing tobacco it's like in a little almost like a tea bag and you keep the little bag of it in your mouth and you chew on the bag or something i don't know it made me feel very ill it was like trying Ugh. to get, eat a cigar
0: i mean yeah like amongst all the things that it can't be good for like gotta like damage your teeth constant just like
1: uh, well, you, no. you get like severe mouth cancer from it If you google chewing tobacco mouth cancer It's pretty fucking awful I, I went through a phase where I was like I'm going to do chewing tobacco I'm going to be a cool guy That is <laughs> chewing tobacco And then I like, I think I, somehow I looked up uh, Mouth cancer chewing tobacco and then, <laughs> Or someone told me They were like it, it gives you mouth cancer And I was like I looked it up And the pictures were so awful I was like yeah I don't, I don't need to do chewing tobacco
0: You don't need to be that cool do you know anybody <laughs> yeah, that's cool. who does chewing tobacco? And if I did, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what are you, in a Western?
1: Yeah, I think if like you lived in like Texas or home like that, it's probably a little bit more common. But here, I don't see a lot of people doing it. Maybe if they're a baseball player or something. But
0: That's the only time where I've seen – or I think of like people on a farm, like good old farm boy out there in the field chewing his tobacco. Yeah, and you do that has a,
1: spit, the drill. Yeah.
0: Uh, what
1: is that? Why can't they spit normal? Because it builds up yeah. <laughs> so gross. Oh, I, like a, um, I like a nice cigarette, but I don't really want uh, chewing tobacco.
0: Would you carry a little red cup with you and just this is the most disgusting intro to a Seinfeld episode.
1: <laughs> I don't th- Did they ever talk about chewing tobacco on Seinfeld? I don't think so. There's no way to relate this, I don't think.
0: but I think I think these uh, preambles we have remind me of George and Jerry in the in the bar. At the cafe, right? That just talking about random shit.
1: Sure, yeah, salsa, salsa. <laughs> Where's the salsa? Who's got the salsa? <laughs> um,
0: tonight, uh, as you prepare for, this is like your warm up, your shadow boxing right now. As you get ready for the championship bout, I think you're gonna win. And if we'll you we'll don't, see. I, I, admit, listen. If I'm gonna bet, I gotta bet on my friend. I'm not gonna yeah. bet on
1: Newman of your, you, you know. If we don't win, it's not for not trying.
0: That's what I mean. And you're making babka. Making so babka. Like, come on. Cinnamon babka.
1: Both. Babka with cinnamon and chocolate. <laughs> I told you next time I see you, I'll bring you a babka. The I'll one, bring you both.
0: The one you described, the cinnamon one, sounded amazing. It is not the lesser babka. No, it's right? not the
1: lesser babka. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> Uh, so I, where was, are, I was just watching uh, season seven where they go for the marble rye and it's weird because in the dinner party, they go to the bakery and it's called Royal bakery. And it's that same woman there, the one that coughs all over the, her hands. And, <laughs> but then when they go to schnitzer's, it's called schnitzer's now, but it's the same bakery and the same woman, but they make it seem like we got to go to schnitzer's. It's like a, this legendary bakery. But and two seasons ago, it was Royal bakery. Uh,
0: maybe the, the owner just took over his partner left.
1: Yeah, I think they had the same set, and they just uh, <laughs> they used a different exterior shot of a bakery.
0: Yeah, I love Tom's restaurant though. Such a landmark. Looks nothing like the cafe, but you know it's the place. Yeah. You have you been? You had to. No, invite.
1: I haven't been. Oh, you
0: got yeah. You're gonna get there. That's the mecca. Um, today we're gonna do the statue. Season two. What are we? Episode six. This is episode uh,
1: six. Yeah. I
0: think yeah. so. Yeah. Starting to lose count um there's so many yeah this is an interesting one um let's get we'll, we'll give all of the goods as we go we're not i'm not gonna ask you if you like it just yet but the opening bit do you remember those envelopes he's talking about what was that called
1: the publishing house oh yeah publishing clearing house oh the That's opening right. like stand-up bit. The bit. Yeah, opening yeah. bit yeah do
0: you remember those things
1: yeah it was a very uh I, for, I forgot about them until I watched this episode. And talked to, Yeah, you get envelopes that say you, you you may have already won or whatever, like <laughs> a prize. And I don't think it was just money. It was like you could win money or like a cruise and stuff like that. Wasn't it stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I, I never understood it. My dad sa- had it signed up. Because like, I, I, as a kid, was like enthralled by the, the colors and the possibilities. It's just the, the envelope full of hope. I'm like, yeah, you got to try, right? Like you could have won, not knowing how stupid I was. But I think he would like... Continue to to try for it. But I don't know what you win. Wasn't it Ed McMahon? Didn't he do some stuff like that? Wasn't that his thing?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think Ed McMahon had something to do with that. Uh, I don't know. I was too young.
0: This bit would have been really good at the time because everybody was getting those envelopes in the mail. But I don't remember the last time I saw that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I forgot about it.
0: Right? So you had, to have been, you had to have been alive at this time for that joke to hit. It hit for me because I remember, but... It's
1: okay. This, this opening stand-up bit is not, is not one of my favorites of his. No,
0: it's a forgettable one. That's for sure. Um, into the episode. Oh, we didn't do a, our synopsis.
1: I got to do a synopsis. You got to do a synopsis. That's you. You're on the that's synopsis.
0: On, I forgot the synopsis. Uh, Seinfeld? The stats. Just
1: looking it up now. You don't have it. I don't have up? it ready.
0: I was I was Christ snoozing. Man. I know. A horrible. What time, you, what time
1: do you get home from work now? uh three thirty. Three thirty. Okay, all right. I guess that's I mean, it's not that much time to prepare. Okay. Here's the synopsis. A Where stack, you get it from? From IMDb. Yeah, quick, okay. easy, okay. quick yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I, I want to sync up.
0: A statue wanted by George is stolen from Jerry's apartment by the boyfriend of a writer Elaine is working with. That's a perfect synopsis for this episode.
1: That's good. That's perfect. I like That's,
0: it. Yeah. It really sums up what you're going to watch.
1: Yeah, I like this episode too because there's not that many – there's not that much cast in there. It's it's very uh, – just the main guys and then Rava and Ray.
0: Excuse me, just sipping. Yes, and I like that there's a lot of scenes now where the main cast are are constantly together. Like, there's more times where they're interacting all in the same room, all feeding each other's sort of personalities and quirks, and it's taken a bit of time, but now it's, like, becoming regular, which is nice. That's always yeah. been my thing. Uh, yeah. Jerry's, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Jerry's, uh, Jerry's box of stuff... Is the first thing we see entering oh. the the shot from his grandfather
1: um, Irving, who passed away. There, you go. that's a good trivia. I, I completely think so. forgot about how long. How long has the box been in the basement for? <sighs> Two years. Three years. Three years. <sighs> and Kramer saw it, so he's been in about but His parents don't want it, so uh, he's going to give the stuff to Kramer.
0: Kramer is in full moocher mode. Full, um, <laughs> yeah, full. No hesitation. Like he's he's. So definitively moocher that
1: he'll ask you what's in that box. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't even like.
0: He doesn't even know what the. <laughs> I'll just take it. Give it to I me. I mean,
1: yeah, it's a mystery box, man. Like, uh, <laughs> and what's in think... the box? There's knee socks.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna use these, are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a. It's like a suit and then a hat, like an old fedora hat, which he says uh makes him look like Joe Friday and Dragnet. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. it was beautiful yeah. I was reading apparently Larry Charles the, the, who this is the second episode he wrote but the first one that they made because Larry Charles is the one who wrote the the unproduced episode the bet uh, so this is the second one that he made the first one that they actually produced um, and he was apparently he was really big on watching a lot of Dragnet when he worked so that's why he's like he, the references and even Kramer almost dresses like uh, Joe Friday when at the end when he goes to get the uh, the the, the statue back.
0: Spoilers, Shane. Come on. Yeah. No, he that's the that's the nice thing is that we're getting also the callbacks, like the classic setup at the beginning to the punchline at the end, which is, you know, comedy gold, right? When a stand up comedian is able to bring something up and then tie it all together with the last joke of the night, you just feel like you've been on a it's like, oh it was worth it, like seeing it from the beginning.
1: Yeah, especially with the Kramer reference. I like, because um, uh, I've been watching a, a lot for trivia, later stuff too, not just season two, but when they really get into their groove and their formula, it's like, it's literally the, and the episode is kind of like watching a, or, or listening to like a up joke. And it's like, they literally have like the, the, the punchline and the tags and like the, and the way they, they, they script the whole episode is, is very similar to like a up comedian doing a bit. Yeah,
0: it's and, and you can start to see the the layers of the comedy genius in the show besides just the story and the, you know, intolerable friends that they are. But um did you ever have a friend like Kramer who is just ready to take whatever you're getting rid of?
1: Oh, I don't think so. Like I, no, know, I, I know but I, I might be that friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna be the Kramer of our lives. Yeah, I like to, I'd like to look in the mystery box before we throw it away and see what's in there. Yeah, but, I mean, you're not the type
0: who's waiting for their friends to get rid of stuff so that you could take it. I mean, maybe you are. I don't see you like that. Like, oh, you're not going to have it. I'll take it. You that guy?
1: Um, I, I don't know. It depends what it is. I mean, I'm not as, uh, like, Kramer, he He just says yes without even, like... He uh, doesn't that, care I, what it is. I was watching in season five, The Sniffing Accountant, where Jerry takes off that sweater, and he goes... He goes, do you want this? And, and he goes, yeah, before he can even finish the sentence, Kramer's <laughs> pulling it out of his hands. Like, yeah, I want it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, there are some people who are just, it's the thrill of getting something new that, that wasn't theirs before, I guess. Do, you, yeah. do we ever, I mean, you see glimpses of it, and he turns his apartment into so many different things, but I wonder how Kramer really lives with all the stuff he takes in, with all the vagabonds he has. And, it. like, it's, it's like Oscar the Grouch's trash can.
1: I guess, but when you see his apartment, he's not—he's not a hoarder. Like it's not—it's no. it's cluttery and like it's definitely eclectic, but it's not—he's not a hoarder.
0: No, like, no. but he always wants to try something before, because he'll I, dismiss of something as well, just as easily. I did
1: notice two things, and I'll send you some screenshots later. And this is later on when you see Kramer's apartment. But there's um, people always talked about the the other the you know the Fusilli Jerry, and then there's other pasta figurines behind Kramer in his house when you see him on his couch uh, but <laughs> I noticed in the one where um, where he gets he, he falls asleep and he ends up in the, in the Hudson River in a sack when he falls asleep <laughs> on top of Connie, the girl there's a giant, I'm going to send you a screenshot there's a giant Fusilli Jerry in his house, like a foot tall giant <laughs> Fusilli Jerry I've never noticed before, I just saw it and I was like Jesus Christ, it's huge
0: and I guess that's, like, a subtle way of how much he admires his friend, like, his neighbor. Like, that's his real buddy. Like, yeah, I just made it. It was about you. Like, he he genuinely cares for the guy in the strangest way.
1: But I still don't understand why he, he made a giant one. Like, you see him in the background. <laughs> it's huge. And then there's a um, another one where I noticed um, when uh, it was – I noticed it when he's uh, – I was watching the episode with the Kavorka with uh, – uh, Kramer has the cavorka and he's got the garlic and all the stuff around his neck. Um, th- in the background, he's got a headshot of Jerry on his wall. Ch- check the messages I just sent you. Yeah. There's a picture of Kramer with the, with the garlic around his neck and all the other herbs and he's the cavorka. If you look close, there's a Jerry headshot in the background. And I think it's like those headshots from, uh, you know, the bubble boy where he's signing headshots. Yes.
0: For- you know what? I did actually notice that when I watched it.
1: I didn't remember (laughs) it. It's really funny. It's totally funny. And And then look at the other one. You'll see in the corner above Connie's head, there's a giant Fusilli Jerry.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You want to know what? Now that you bring it up, I remember seeing these moments, but it didn't lock into my memory that he (laughs) – Kramer – I'm surprised uh, I met- they never did a spinoff with him, but it's good they didn't, right? They could have, though. I think people would have wanted it.
1: No, I don't think so. I think it works because of the dynamic. If it's just him, I mean, some of the shows, what, what are the shows he did after when they were talking about, like, the Seinfeld curse and stuff like that? Like, I think he did very Kramer-esque characters, and uh, I think people
0: weren't that into it. Yeah, he'd have to be Kramer Kramer, but... Yeah, it's it's just there's so much to unpack with a character like that because there's so much mystery. And like, what does he do? Where does he get his money? How did he find this place? How long has he been here for? That's not even his like full name. We find out later that he has a full name. Like, he's just – it's crazy. Well, I think,
1: yeah, I think it's more interesting to not know those things about him. I don't need to know everything because, I mean, there's a lot of holes there. Of, like, yeah, how does he pay his rent? How does he do this? I just – I like – I enjoy – I enjoyed Kramer just showing up for once in a while being this quirky character. It was
0: like the the way people liked the Wolverine once upon a time, like there's all this stuff, but you don't really know, and that's kind of the fun of it, right? Yeah. Sometimes the less is more about the character all right, uh then of course, in this box of this mystery box, there's this statue, but the whole episode is built around the statue. Um, George has this moment. do you remember <laughs> Do you remember the
1: song he was singing? Yeah. Uh, okay. Macarthur Park, <laughs> which I I didn't know the song. I had to look it up. I looked it up too. It you know what um, the song is about? Uh, no, I was I was actually like taken aback more by who sang it.
0: Who? Okay, so there's a person that wrote it.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, and, it says Jimmy Webb. Right, and who who sang it? Richard. Richard Harris, who I always knew as an actor. I didn't realize he was. Uh, yes. Uh, he, he was a singer as well, but yeah, he's, I think like most people would know him from uh, Harry Potter, like Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore. Oh, no way. He yeah. sings the song? He was the, the, he's the guy who sang. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I know him from, you you're, You like this movie, Count of Monte Cristo. He's the old oh, guy who trains yeah. him. He tells him where the movie. treasure is. Yeah. He's uh, Marcus Aurelius in Gladiator. Yes. He's, uh, what's his name in... Um, in uh, *Unforgiven*, he's English Bob, the bounty hunter that uh, Gene Hackman beats up. He's a great. I like. He's a great actor. Really great like actor. I didn't know he was a singer, but he sang *MacArthur Park*. I mean, this is like *MacArthur Park*; it says from '67, so it's well before our time.
0: Yeah, yeah. But what what is it about? So Jim Webb, Jimmy Webb wrote MacArthur Park about his breakup with Susan Ronstant, a cousin of singer Linda Ronstant. MacArthur Park was where the two occasionally met for lunch and spent most enjoyable times together. Okay. It's a breakup song. It's so funny that George was singing it as a (laughs) 10-year-old. Yeah, (laughs) with the statue as his microphone.
1: It says there's a Grammy-winning version by country music singer Waylon Jennings. I love Waylon Jennings. And there's uh, also a disco arrangement of the song by Donna Summer. Mm. So actually, I mean, they don't say that he was singing the original version. It just says he was singing MacArthur Park. So, I mean, maybe he was singing the Donna Summer version. Most likely. Or maybe he was singing the Waylon Jennings version. I don't know. Actually, after this, I'm going to listen to them and... uh, Listen You'll to decide. all the different versions and see. But yeah, I didn't know that Richard Harris was a singer. Um, but
0: I I gotta say I have to I love when George tries to be articulate. What is it that students can't do, Shane? Uh, they don't like to clean. It's an <laughs> They
1: don't I look, like it.
0: <laughs> How long have you been saving that one? <laughs> um, I looked up the word and I I, I didn't realize I heard it incorrectly. It's anathema Anath- an anathema stupid but hey you learn <laughs> something new every day it's like reading a stan lee comic excelsior um okay have you ever broken something as a kid growing up that was just like traumatizing embarrassing um
1: I'm nothing i could think of i mean i've definitely like uh and it was a bit of a pyro. So I almost burned the house down, but like, oh, like playing, that's pretty good. I like playing with fire and shit, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't ever actually do anything like that, and I didn't. Do it. I've never broken any statues or anything like that. I remember like um, we had. Um, hold on, hold on. How did you almost burn the house down? And how I was playing, with, I was playing with fire in the fireplace when my parents were there because I liked lighting fires, and it got a little. Uh, it came out of the fireplace, but it's fine. I put it out. <laughs> then i had to like it was fine but i had like there was like soot around the area where i put the fire like it didn't holy. almost burn the house down but now it looks like i almost burned the house down now right, I have to, like right try right, right right so i had to like put shit in front of the soot i couldn't get it off the wall <laughs> it was really stupid
0: holy okay that yeah that's that's a memorable one i, I don't know if you remember <laughs> the story you were telling go ahead continue that story oh no story just i remember
1: broken. the we didn't break them but it, like it's a very similar thing with my grandparents house he had these replica swords uh, like I don't know what they were like pirate swords like old school swords and they were hanging above the fireplace there's two of them Did
0: They would the hang family the
1: crest there with it too no no no, no. they were just these <laughs> swords like hanging on these nails and when my my grandfather would always get mad at us for everything and he was upstairs and then we would take the swords down and sword fight with them they no. were they were like real swords but they were um they were replicas and they were dolls so it's like you weren't gonna cut yourself with them but we'd take them out of the sheaths and like sword fight with them and then he'd we'd hear him coming down and we'd put him back and then he'd come down and they'd be kind of like hanging on the nails like you know like rocking and you could see that and we'd just be like i hope he doesn't notice but he was, <laughs> he was just going into the cantina to drink wine Oh, that's hilarious. Um,
0: I remember breaking a cologne at Yorkdale mall. My dad would always spray cologne and I would just follow behind and copy whatever he did. I don't know if it was a tester. Yeah. I was like four years old. So if he sprayed it, I would try to spray it, but he grabbed one. I don't know if it was a tester or not. And I dropped it, made a, you know, a scene. My parents were all embarrassed and Because it was at the mall and the whole place now smelled like this cologne and ladies cleaning it up. Like, look what you did. Don't touch stuff when you... So it was one of those memories where the embarrassment of the parents is Were you singing MacArthur
1: Park and using the cologne as a uh, microphone?
0: I was probably singing New Kids on the Block.
1: (laughs) That's way more embarrassing than MacArthur
0: (laughs) Park. Yeah, if if, if I'm to be honest. But uh, yeah, I've broken a couple vases. and gotten in trouble for it in front of people. So, yeah, it sucks. It is, It can be traumatizing, but I don't have enough of a memory like George does to know exactly what the statue looked like. But I guess if he was holding it all the time, yeah, it would, it would stay in your memory. Um,
1: you notice another inconsistency here? Um, he says that it was on their mantle, but uh-huh. later in the Pledge Drive episode when they're talking about keeping a card, and, and Jerry says... If I had a mantle, I could see. And then George goes, "If I had a mantle, I'd be a very different person growing up." But in this one, he says they had a mantle.
0: Oh, uh, uh, only you would notice something that subtle, as an <laughs> the king of continuity here. No, but that's a good good catch. When did he say that?
1: What episode does he? The pledge drive when Cr- Jerry throws out the card from uh, I think her name is Kristen. Uh, right. The, the from from PBS. Right, right,
0: right. <laughs> if I had a mantle. I keep
1: it. Yeah, I remember now. Um ha, okay, they
0: win the Kramer and George both want this thing and they go to Inkadink. Did you ever play
1: Did
0: you ever play Inkadink? I,
1: I, I think I remember Inkadink. That's definitely one that I remember, but really? I, I don't I don't think it was that popular Inkadink.
0: I don't ever remember okay, what did you play? Inkadink
1: is like it's like Iny Miny Miney Moe, right? Yeah, but that's what I did. Eeny meeny miny moe. Yeah, but I do remember I remember an Inkadink.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I remember, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe. Uh, Mickey Mouse built a house. That one was good because if you knew how to do your odds and evens, you could get what you wanted. <laughs> if you were I, the didn't know, I didn't
1: know Mickey Mouse built a house.
0: You didn't know that one? Mickey Mouse built a house. How many bricks did he use? No. And then someone uh, would throw out a number,
1: and that was how you no. got no. And then I think we were definitely Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe kids, but I, I remember an Inkadink. Dink. I don't know Mickey Mouse.
0: What about Ikalaka horses, Kaka?
1: I Ikalaka, Horses kaka. I forgot about Ikalaka. <laughs> uh, That's the be best so good one. If George and Kramer did an Ikalaka. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just forgot about that until right now, actually. That was the best Holy one because it was
0: quick. Ikalaka, Horses Kaka, Ikalaka out. <laughs>
1: quick.
0: <laughs> you got <laughs> to the just game. It's fun to I mean, say. Yeah, it is. It's just so much fun to say. And then you got people doing <laughs> Inkadink. <laughs> inkadink um, is funny. Inkadink is okay, but did you notice that Jerry cheated during Inkadink?
1: Of course. He says he did. He- no, Inka-dink.
0: but he, he didn't. Not just the fact of it being bad. It was the way he counted. He went. He goes back to Kramer and goes, magazine. And Kramer's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He pauses. Oh. And then Jerry goes, and? And Kramer's like, wait, 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 wait a second. And it gets lost in translation. But Jerry changes the count so that George is it.
1: Okay, all right, yeah.
0: So if what if Kramer would have been it, we would have never had this episode.
1: There's in- another one he says too, and he goes, uh, uh, "We'll do Potato Man." And I don't know Potato Man. Do you know Potato Man? Isn't that before like, they do before they do Inkadink? He goes, "We'll do Potato Man." And uh, Kramer says it. I, I don't know what Potato Man is.
0: I don't even know. I don't. They did Potato Man, Inkadink, and then there was that other one where him and George are throwing numbers at each other, odds and evens or something. Choose like it.
1: That? They do the choose it.
0: I don't even know what. I don't, That's I never from heard the that. robbery
1: in the first season. Of the yeah. that we talked about that, but yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, I guess these are just maybe regional games. Maybe in in Toronto growing up we had uh, meeny, Mine. Oh, and Ikalaka horses'
0: <laughs> from North York to Scarborough. <laughs> I like how
1: much it makes you laugh. <laughs> I forgot about it. Ikalaka horses' cock. It's so funny. <laughs> I wish now, that's the one thing I wish this episode had, is instead of ink and ink, they had ekalaka. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it, I'm going to read it right now. I'm re- looking at the show. Ink and ink, a bottle of ink, the cork fell out and you stink. Not because you're dirty, not because you're clean, just because you kissed the girl behind the magazine. He com- uh, And you are it, lands on George. It, I'm it, so I win. No, he's it, he's win, it's good. I love when Kramer goes, start over, Just do over, start with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is if that, if they did it, he probably would still lose because Jerry's flipped the count on him.
1: Yeah. I like Ow. when, uh, um, so he goes, look, he, you know, when Kramer gives up. He goes, fine, take it. He's got the suit, the shoes, the hat. Um, and then uh, he, when the, they're leaving and he goes uh he just balls up the clothes and just throws them across the
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's so ruthless that's why i'm like what is kramer's apartment like but it's never really that bad but you would imagine it's a disaster zone
1: (laughs) yeah it's something
0: yeah the what what do they call it um when a person is like a i forget the word a, a term for bachelor but like a Official bachelor, that's Kramer for you. Uh, uh, yeah, um, so
1: Rava, let's talk about Rava. Let's Who talk about Rava. is this Rava? She's from Finland, she's Finnish. They're neutral, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know Finland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, they're Finnish. Uh, she's a writer and she wants Elaine to edit her book. She's working with Pendant Publishing. She's played by so I looked this up. It's hard to find, but I found a picture of her with uh Richard Lewis. Uh you know Richard Lewis is, right?
0: He's a isn't he a comedian?
1: Comedian actor. He's really close friends with Larry David. He's yeah, he's, he's really always, featured on Curb Your Enthusiasm.
0: Yeah. He was a scarf.
1: Mean, yeah, in the nineties he was around. He's like the I think he's the villain in, you know, Robin Hood Men in Tights, stuff like that. He's been in some stuff, but I think Curb was his main big role. Uh, but he was, apparently he was married or he was dating this, her name is Nurit Koppel, the girl who plays Rava. They yeah. were like a couple, so she was dating Richard Lewis. Maybe that's how she got the job, the, the, why they casted her.
0: She was a pretty girl, but man, do I hate Rava. She is the worst.
1: But she's, there's something really sexy about her, right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's such a bitch.
0: Yeah, and there's so, it's it's so frustrating because it's like, there is something that's appealing, but then at the same time, it's like... The smoking, the
1: <laughs> the smoking's sexy, I like it.
0: You like it? Not yeah, I mean not all the time. Like she always has a cigarette in her mouth. I like
1: when she threatens to put her cigarette out in the guy's face.
0: <laughs> that was good. That was very good. Um and her boyfriend, the guy that's gonna clean Jerry's apartment. Uh, I I can't stand these two. Robin oh, and Ray he's,
1: Thomas. They're there is a, they're a very weird couple, but he's extremely, extremely annoying. I, yeah, I've, this is the first character on Seinfeld
0: that I can fully say, like, I can't, I detest this guy. He's so annoying. I feel like I know yeah. people from high school who are like him.
1: Yeah, he, he, I mean, I think he's supposed to be, like, he's a grad student at Columbia, but I think, is there any mention of him being, like, an actor or he seems like a, yeah, he seems like the guy that's, yeah, a performer guy. And he, it's, it's very fake and there's clues that you see that when they're, he's like, when he turns it off for a second but he's definitely turning it on big time to, uh, to impress Jerry the Lord of the manor.
0: yeah he's oh he's just so obnoxious um, He's the cleaner of the apartment He does a fantastic job. Jerry's just like in love with the guy and the work that he does.
1: So maybe it's, it's not an athema for him. He, he he's very good at cleaning so he, it's not an <laughs> athema.
0: <laughs> George was incorrect about this guy from the start um now so elaine is going to be editing this girl's book is this the first time she mentions that she's at pendant or does she talk about it when she's with her father she
1: she tells her dad she's uh doing manuscripts for pendant pendant those bastards
0: that's right that's right um and we haven't met lipman yet
1: just mentioning him no no you haven't met lipman yet no i kind of i like that i like that character He's great, but the first time we meet Lipman, I can't remember what episode it is. I don't know if it's in 2 or episode or season 3, but the first time you see Lipman, it's not the actor we know as Lipman. They recast him. Is that
0: right? I didn't realize that cuz I always yeah. have that one actor yeah. in my, I forget the actor. They always
1: guess, seem to but... like they cast people and then the, the, when they recast them, there are always people that are just like they just look a little bit funnier, you know? Like, Barney Martin being recast as Jerry's dad. He's just a funnier, more interesting-looking guy. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry Stiller, obviously. Um, even I noticed, like, I was watching the um, the Gum episode, and they recast um, Lloyd Braun. Uh-huh. And the guy who plays Lloyd Braun when there's recast, he's just, like, there's something, like... He's still like a handsome guy, but he's very like something goofy looking about him, too. It's just like there's something funnier about him. And yeah, when they recast Lipman, the, the guy who we know as Lipman, who's in, a I don't know how many episodes, but a good amount. He's just like he's very funnier looking.
0: Uh, how much how much do you feel that that makes a difference in real stand up? That if a guy is actually kind of funny in the way that he looks or sounds, that it's already like you're halfway there. Not halfway there, but you you're know what? You're talking
1: about mean. stand-up comedy?
0: Yeah, just because the point that you're making, it's it's you're absolutely right. Maybe the original guy who played Jerry's dad would have just been fine and would have still been funny with the right lines, but the guy who we know as Maury is just like the minute you see him, as soon as he says something very matter-of-fact, like I parked outside of you're already laughing yeah.
1: at the guy. There's just
0: some people like that
1: um yeah I don't I mean you're if you're talking stand-up comedy I think uh, for me it's probably more about their material or their delivery that type of thing than how they look but uh, as far as like side characters on Seinfeld I think it's very important
0: yeah yeah you're right I mean the material is everything I just feel like sometimes the stature of a person or the way that Like Dave Chappelle, like the minute he starts saying stuff for people, it's, it sounds funny just because of his voice. And he has these certain like inflections. Like it's, it's already funnier than if the guy who just has a regular Joe voice has, you know what I mean? So I think there's a point in like the recasting wasn't necessary, but it improved everything.
1: Yeah. I think this guy, Ray, he kind of, um, he gives me maestro vibes. Yeah. He's kind of like, uh, like Maestro is very like. I don't know. I feel like it's a very like maybe uh, Maestro is actually a little bit more genuine for his like uh, love of the music and his conducting. Cult- but yeah, his kind cultural. of like um, this guy Ray. I feel like when he doesn't, he's like Maestro. It's like when he doesn't get his way or he has to do something he doesn't like, uh, come help Bravo with the, Yeah. Yeah, he does like a little like like a baby, and, and Maestro yeah, yeah. kind of does that too. Kind of like when you when you call him Bob Cobb, it's like no, 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 no. I'm the Maestro. Why can't I be called Maestro? <laughs>
0: I no, I get your point um there's just I think it's intended but I think beyond the intention they're creepy these two they creep me out like I don't like them right from the hop
1: they're they're an odd couple like for sure um they definitely like you you think like how can these two be together but then I think Rob later she says like they made love like animals on the floor or, or something like that and then then you're insatiable. like all right yeah he's insatiable so I'm like yeah. all right yes yeah
0: yeah, you could. That, that's that's the only thing because there's they're an odd couple, but even just the personalities of both of them are just creepy people. And that fact that these two creeps that are totally opposite, seemingly, they seem it's like yeah, you're right for each other. Yeah. Um, I can't stand I wrote, this guy.
1: I wrote down what he did in Jerry's apartment. He uncoagulated the top of the <laughs> dishwashing liquid. He cleaned out the bottom of the little egg cups. He cleaned the one inch area between the refrigerator and the counter. He Windexed the peephole. That's Late. pretty good. I mean, yeah. I, I get Jerry's imp- like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jer- Jerry likes it mainly just because he's so clean. Thorough. Yeah, he's he did thorough. It all. He
0: went above and beyond. Yeah, no, I, I can I,
1: Even I, though he's annoyed at him stealing the statue, he's like, he's just still kind of like, How did you,
0: how'd you do that? <laughs> it's true. Have you ever had to hire a cleaner? Is it, is it the best option to keep your shit together?
1: I've never done it. I mean, I grew up pretty poor, so my idea of... like I remember I was seeing a girl um, years ago, and she was from Calgary, and she grew up pretty well-to-do, and she made this comment about, like, get your cleaner to do it when you were... Like, when we were kids, she was like, you didn't just have your cleaner do it. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you didn't have a cleaner? And she, like, couldn't understand not having a cleaner? Like, she grew up... And I was like, we didn't have a cleaner. I didn't have a fucking cleaner. We cleaned ourselves, like, or we lived in a mess. Like, what do you... And then... I remember her like asking her friend and they were all like, yeah, we've had a cleaner. Of course you get a cleaner. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a that's a different um, uh, level or class, if you ask me.
0: And I guess, too, like we grew up in. I mean, I can speak for myself. I think I can speak for you that we both grew up in small spaces like there wasn't a lot of space to have to clean. So you got to clean it yourself because if you're hiring somebody to clean your apartment, what are you doing?
1: Well, we even talked about my girlfriend talked about. Being like, um, maybe like, just mentioning, like, do you think we should ever hire a cleaner? Because I see the things for services around, and I'm like, um, like now I could afford it, but I'm like, I don't, I don't want someone cleaning my house. Like, it feels mm. right. even when I go to a hotel, I feel like bad for the people that clean up the hotel room, and I don't leave it a giant mess, but I'm always just kind of like, ah, oh, like I'm so, I feel uh, embarrassed that you have to clean up my mess. You have to make my bed. That's really weird to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely understand. I feel the same way when I travel. Like,
1: Yeah. There are if I got a cleaning when, person, I would have to clean before they come so that they could clean my house and me not be embarrassed, which is silly.
0: Exactly. Like when I'm on vacation, my, my wife and myself, we always tidy up the room. And sometimes we're like, we've tidied it up enough and even made our own bed out of just our own habit that we don't even need someone to come in. But it, to your point, it's like, I don't want to leave. Some people just don't care. They just leave everything everywhere. And I think if you grew up in a spacious home like they might have had in Alberta, whether you're middle class or not, you probably needed someone to clean
1: all of that space because it was an actual full-time job. But, or they just grew up like with – you know they had more money. Their family had more money. So it was like, yeah, why would I do this? I just hire someone to clean my house.
0: I think I still want to clean my house. Maybe if it was large, but
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't ever feel like I could do that. But good for Jerry. He's doing well. Hire yeah. A cleaner. Oh, okay. I know we're in the middle of the podcast, but I'm taking Bobka out of the. you want to see good. them? Can you see Absol-
0: them? Absolutely. Aha. We should That's take a photo babkas. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Take a photo of that, and we're going to share that with the episode. No. Why? Come on. <laughs> you're official Bobka guy, man. Official? Looks looks, I don't yeah. know how
1: official it is. This well, is tonight the part. You're
0: going to the Seinfeld trivia with Bobka. Oh, there's Riley. How the hell there's are you?
1: Riley. Okay, listen, look, listen to this. Can you hear on the microphone? You can hear sizzling. This is the key to the babka. You gotta pour like a syrup on top when it comes out of the oven.
0: Can you hear hear that sizzling? sizzling?
1: I can hear the sizzle. Sizzle. Let's
0: let's hear it sizzle with no with no talking on top. No sizzle. You can't hear the sizzle? Not anymore. Heard it before. Well, all right, sizzle's gone. Sizzle's gone. All right um i i can't wait to try that babka now i'm hungry thank you uh okay (laughs) so jerry's in love with this cleaner me and you never gonna need cleaners because we clean for the cleaner that's how we were raised to be but now they go like
1: i I would definitely jerry sends his laundry out um for fluff and fold which uh i think is in the next episode and i'm like I can see that. I hate laundry. I hate laundry. I hate putting away clean laundry. I definitely would like a laundry service would be a thing.
0: Yeah, that that's a nice chore to have done for you, but it's my Sunday ritual. It's kind of my, I know what I'm doing Sunday, got to clean my clothes. But I guess if someone was doing it for you, yeah, why not? But you see what happens if you get someone in your house to clean your house, things could go missing. yes. And Jerry realizes that shit's gone missing. Something very specific.
1: George left the statue. He didn't take it with him because he didn't want to carry it with him all night. So he's going to come back and get it later. Ray shows up, cleans the apartment, and the statue goes missing.
0: Gee, I wonder what happened to the statue. Because when Jerry and Elaine are at the apartment, it's right there
1: on the mantle. (laughs) I mean, Jerry, they didn't notice it was missing until Jerry just sees it at Rava's house. And is like, wait, I think, I think he took it. So then he calls Kramer to, to see if he can get through to Kramer and, and check and see if he, uh, if it is missing. This, this
0: when he calls Kramer and then he has to do the alibi. This was the one thing that it's so petty. But I'm just like, you just called your mom and then you tell them that she's in Florida and nobody made mention of like he you called your mom long distance at someone else's. Like you didn't do that back in those days, '91, whenever this was. You didn't make a yeah. long distance phone call without saying hey
1: do you mind but, um, but w- why why did he have to talk to his mom
0: she needed to know how to do french she f- toast she, she completely forgot, forgot how it. to make
1: french toast
0: <laughs> ridiculous it's,
1: <laughs> it's funny too, he's, he's like you just dip the bread in the batter and right in the pan Like <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> it's such a funny like fake excuse she forgot how to make french toast
0: yeah that i just felt that part for me was like ah that's kind of lazy but i guess whatever let's keep it going but um did you think at this point that it was a coincidence or did you think that ray was a klepto
1: i mean it's hard to say i've seen it so many times so i know but i think maybe the first time i saw it no, I think like I think it's pretty clear that he stole it, right? It's like you and and I'm one of those people that's like you're not supposed to jump to conclusions and accuse people, but I, I definitely do that. I always think the worst. I my first instinct would be like, yeah, he he stole that. Has that ever happened to you? Someone stealing
0: a statue from me? No, not a statue, but something from your house went missing and you have a hunch where it might have gone or who might have taken it. Any experiences like that where like you could you thought everything was good and then not
1: so much? Mm. I think most of the time I jump to conclusions and then it's like <laughs> I find it somewhere and it's my fault. And I'm like, well, I need to apologize to somebody for accusing them because I'm usually wrong. You actually accuse the person like you stole my shit. I can't think of a specific thing. But I'm sure I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like, um, we like out of the restaurant I run, we have like two of them and I was managing both for a while. And, um, sometimes the guys from the other restaurant would come and just take stuff, without asking or letting me know so my first instinct whenever i can't find anything at work i'm like they they stole it for the other restaurant they just took it and then it turns up like <laughs> it's just somewhere right in front of me or something like that But my first instinct is they stole it
0: jump to conclusions yeah jump to yeah conclusions. sometimes it, you know what sometimes you jump to conclusion for a past experience but the last time i don't know if it was the last time so a while ago but you and martin were both here it wasn't you guys i had a person come in and check my, check out my windows, and then you guys showed up after they left, and a watch went missing. My wife's oh, watch, really? yeah, and she's never been able to find it since. Never turned up. Never turned up. The Man three knows. of us were downstairs podcasting, and at your wife, house. Yeah, I was at my house. That's the reason I remember it. Where you, you are
1: now, or your old yeah, place? yeah.
0: Where I am now. Where How I am have you now. Been there for four years.
1: You've been there for four years.
0: Yeah, man. The fuck flies. out of here. Yeah, t- 2019.
1: I don't remember all of us being at you, this place you're currently at. You, me, and Martin together. I remember being there, but without Martin. I thought maybe I'm wrong. There was a
0: time when the three of us were together. Uh, but yeah, it was that night. I'm not saying, I'm not accusing you. Did you never
1: like tell me about this because you be... thought you, you thought I would think you're accusing no. me? No, I thought I thought maybe I've never, I did. You've never mentioned this.
0: No, but it was. I feel definitely it was the people working on the windows.
1: What if I was wearing the watch sure. right now?
0: No, it wouldn't have fit you. It was <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But yeah, it was. And, and it and never turned up, though.
1: It wasn't like a... Never oh, turned okay. up. I feel like things always... In my opinion, like... Or not my opinion. And my experience is that, like it usually turns up and it's not that big of a deal. So it's like when I hear something like that, I'm like, okay, so where was it? What happened? I guess I'm, I'm also thinking like a sitcom where there's like a rap to the story and it's like, and then it was like George's glasses and they're left on top of the locker. Like, where was it? But I guess he just never got it back.
0: Well, I'm accusing Martin because I don't think it was you. He was the only <laughs> other- <laughs> No, you know what? It, it, the reason why I know.
1: Sent with the tattoo. Maybe it's where they're wearing it in the picture. The one just
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, so we're we're accusing Martin. He's still Daph's watch, and uh, we know you got it, Martin. And your hands are tiffy. Um. So then, they're all they're they're back at Jerry's apartment now. Is that where we're at in the storyline?
1: Yeah, they leave. Jerry says, uh, "What's his excuse for leaving?" Oh, he's getting a facial. <laughs> he's getting a facial. He's got to go. He's got horrible. And then uh, d- doesn't he say something about doing dinner? And he goes, uh, how about dinner? Oh, I don't do dinner. Dinner's for suckers. suckers.
0: <laughs> that line was good. Yeah, that guy. Got- Dinner's for suckers. OK,
1: Yeah. they're back. And then Jerry's like, well, I don't understand. He could have like, I left my watch, my tape recorder, my stereo. Why would he take the statue?
0: I, that's the thing, right? But that's usually what would go missing—that item that you don't think you would notice. I mean, a statue's pretty obvious, but it was in the most awkward of places. Clearly, he knew that. He must have saw. Was he there when he was going to clean the apartment? He was. Was When they walked out. When when no he wasn't. This wasn't seen at trying to think of the order of of
1: things when no george jerry kramer leave and george leaves the statue there and then there's another scene where elaine's there with rava and they're waiting for ray jerry's gonna catch a flight so he's got to go so he leaves raymond by himself in the in the apartment and that's when he took i guess he gave told him to lock up behind him or something like that right 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 why
0: didn't george already have it
1: george didn't take it he was gonna come back and get it because he didn't want to carry it around that night they were going where were they going I forget.
0: I forget. Oh. Where are they going? I know you wrote it down. <laughs>
1: hold on. Hold on. <laughs> they're going to. Uh, they don't say where they're going. He just no. says, come on, let's go. And he goes, aren't you going to take it? I don't want to carry it around all night. I'll pick it up later. And then you have yeah, the whole Kramer. script in front of you. Yeah. I really. Yeah. I'm pulling up the script. Yeah. You didn't write it. No, I'm, I, there's a script oh. online. You can I read the scripts. Say. I
0: don't know what, how much of a Seinfeld freak you are. Okay.
1: I have printed. I've printed some so I can carry them around if I'm not in front of my computer or my uh, my phone's battery's dying. I can read us a printed script.
0: <laughs> I love
1: Kramer's uh,
0: his interaction in this one where it's just three words, one-liners. Let's get him. Let, let's Wanna get, get him. Yeah.
1: Want to get him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Wanna> get <'em? laughs> yeah what it is? Just... Want to go Wanna... get
0: him? <laughs>
1: I say we get him. <laughs> Uh do you think it's worth the trouble? Uh, I think it's like the principle of it. I mean, uh, well George also wants to make it out. He already called his mom until he has a big surprise. He's making her her roast potatoes to celebrate, which is very odd. Out of so all things
0: to make. <laughs>
1: yeah, but they don't want to they don't Elaine wants him to drop it cuz she doesn't want to lose their she's she's editing Rava's book and her boss loves Rava and she and he loves Ray and she doesn't think Jerry's very funny at all. <laughs> Another shot at the comedian. Do
0: yeah. you do you think they should have left it for Elaine? Like in in a real life scenario. Would you just <laughs> no, bite no, the no. bullet?
1: I'm, I'm with their side. I'm I'm always almost always on George and Jerry's side of of doing uh, I, w- I would want to get it back. and Confront the guy for sure. He stole their statue.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um I do like the setup though with uh Jerry and Ray at the at the coffee shop with George and his hitting the menu, trying to... (laughs) Did
1: you call me a wuss? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's late. That's his mo. He's always late.
0: Yeah, it seems to be. That's not a good sign. Um, George's freakout was a beauty. I loved it.
1: I was just waiting
0: for it to blow up. Because as as Jerry and Ray are are talking, you start to see through the bullshit of who this character is, right? And you're just waiting for someone to call him out on it. And Jerry is not he does not have the testicular fortitude in this moment to really put up a fight that he should be. Because there's clear signs that this guy is, like, something else. I like when uh,
1: uh, he, he, he accuses Jerry. Although I think Ray does a good job at selling it and being like... You start to really think, you're like, did he? I guess maybe they're mistaking. Maybe Ray actually did. Like, he seems like... He's putting on quite a good show that he, when he has like when he goes, did I rub you the wrong way? And Jerry goes, no, I actually find you quite charming. A bit verbose at times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was good, but it was George wasn't having it. That was not
1: good. No. Have you ever? Ray, Ray says he bought it at a pawn shop in Chinatown, um, and Jerry wants to go down there and check it out. He says he can't. The guy, he, he I think he retired and moved to Singapore or something like yeah, that.
0: convenient, conveniently, and that was it. George. George had the last. That was the last draw for him. Have you ever freaked out like this, like you just couldn't take it no more, and you're just like, you know what? Yeah,
1: I think I have, but I don't think it's ever funny the way it is on the show. You don't no. want to hear actually someone freaking out like that. It's usually not funny. No, because I'm not like I don't get that angry that often. But when I do, I, I, it's not funny. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Same people when when I've been I've told people that I freaked out They no one can see it. They're like, no,
1: I still can't see you freaking out. No,
0: Yeah, it happens. I've gained a little bit of a reputation for it. Uh, <laughs> a little hey, bit.
1: And you got to stand up for yourself sometimes. sometimes um, you got to go to mode. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> a believer in going to pop. sometimes. I like in
1: George says he, he uh he called Columbia and he goes, uh, <laughs> "Registers office. They have no Ray Thomas at the school. It's because I'm registering under my legal full name, Raymond Thomas Wachinski. Ray Thomas is my professional name."
0: <laughs> you mean your alias? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then um, like, even at the end of that, Jerry's like, "Hey, Ray, yeah, how'd you get the goop at the top of the dishwashing liquid? It's like a brand new nozzle."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, this Ray character is the classic gas lighter didn't like him. I just ah oh, couldn't wait for the episode to end in some ways.
1: I think um, it's another example of like what we talked about before where this guy is annoying and we're annoyed by him and later on they figure out how to do it with say like the maestro and you're like he annoys Jerry this maestro but we still think it's funny and we he's kind of endearing to us. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, exactly. Like David Putty. Yeah. I love David Putty's how you know, how annoying he is is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not it's not really that bad. It's just him. It's putty.
1: Yeah. But the same thing when we talked about with like Buckles, he's annoying Jerry, but we're annoyed as well, and we're uncomfortable with yeah, him. But yeah, later yeah. with Banya, it's like, yeah, he annoys Jerry, but it's funny and interesting to us.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Newman. Exact same thing.
1: Um Are there let me ask you, are there big coincidences or is there just coincidences?
0: That's what I was gonna ask you. What a coincidence.
1: <laughs> there are no big that? or little coincidences, there's just coincidences.
0: I was gonna ask you that though, for real. What oh, you, you
1: actually like a real? Oh. I, I think there are big coincidences and little coincidences. I'm with Elaine on this. Yeah, there are too. small and big coincidences. There's degrees of coincidence. There has to be,
0: right? Like you, you find yourself on one on end of the world, having gone to the same school and lived in the same area your whole life as a person that you never met. Well, that's a big coincidence.
1: Yeah, I like the way when they're in the elevator and they're arguing over, it and Elaine like turns to the other people like, are there or, or Shirava goes, are there big or small coincidences, and everyone just like, no one's interested in what they're talking about. They're like, can you just put that cigarette
0: out? Put it out of your face. <laughs> she was good. I mean, they did a good job at making you dislike them.
1: But I had a situation like that. It's not that similar but i went to i was like coming home from the studio this is like a month ago and it's like late i'm trying to get the last subway i'm like i'm not going to uber i'm going to jump on the subway it'll be fast uh and then there's like at dundas west station there's a mcdonald's a 24-hour mcdonald's and this bummy guy comes up and he's like can you buy me some fries at McDonald's? And I was like, you know what? That's a fair request. He's not asking for money. Let me go buy this guy some fries. So I'm going in there and they're busy and Uber's going off. And then, uh, so I go up and I'm paying for the guy's fries and this other dude, and he's a big dude. He comes in and he's like, comes right up to me at the cash. He's like, you got 50 cents. And I was like, yeah, hold on, man. And I gave him, I, I had some change in my pocket. I gave him like two bucks. And he was like, he went from 50 cents. He goes, can I have $20? And I was like, I just, you just asked me for 50 cents. And I gave you, I gave you more than that. And now you're asking me for $20. And he's like, come on, man. Like I need $20. And I was like, you know what, man? I looked in my pocket and I had maybe another $4. So I gave that to him. So I probably gave him like five, six bucks or something like that. And he literally goes, come on, man, give me $20 after I gave him that. And I was like. I just I and he was a big dude. He could have killed me. Uh, and I think everyone was scared of him. But I went, I went, come on, man. You just asked me for 50 cents. Now you're asking for 20 dollars. I just gave you six dollars. And he goes man six dollars you know that won't get me anything man i was like if you don't like it give it back to me i said i just started yelling at him i was like give me the money back give me my six dollars back and he's like no 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 but he kept insisting that i give him 20 dollars. and i looked around at everyone who was there and i was like isn't that fucking rude this fucking guy i just gave him six dollars he asked me for 50 cents i wants 20 and and everyone just shut up they didn't want to get involved at all because i think they thought this guy was gonna murder me
0: that's a good that that's a good uh Shout out, though, like t- to call the guy out like that. Cause you know what? Like you said, you, you were the one that was more threatened if anything you didn't know you weren't gonna fight him right
1: i just so he at no point said thank you i gave him like six dollars and he just kept it and even while i'm yelling at him telling you my money back he's like come on man give me twenty dollars i was like fuck you but i just it reminded me of the, the rob asking people in the elevator because I, I literally turned to <laughs> other people and i was like the the mcdonald's employees the other people waiting for the orders. So i was like don't you think that's rude i just gave this guy six dollars and he wants twenty dollars and everyone just like Looked away, just looked at the floor, and I was just like, all right, fuck it. I
0: cheered for you.
1: And I almost missed the last subway, but I got it. I got it.
0: (laughs) When in doubt, Shane. I don't even eat at McDonald's.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what were you doing at
0: McDonald's for real? I'm buying the
1: guy fries.
0: That was nice of you. The other Um, guy fries. See, one good deed. Man, (laughs) you could have had a whole horde of homeless people.
1: I'd say it was a big coincidence.
0: That's a pretty big coincidence for real yeah um <laughs> yeah good job you saved your life man always make a scene what if when in doubt do what they would do on no no no. the I guy wasn't
1: he was just a big guy and like he wasn't gonna hurt me or anything like that he was just yeah like, that's good he just wanted 20 dollars. he was insistent no matter what that i should give him 20 dollars, even though uh i i really owe him nothing
0: life in the big city
1: yeah um the wrap-up The wrap
0: is one more scene, right? The wrap up to the episode.
1: They do another scene after Rava and Elaine get into it. And then uh, Elaine throws her book in the garbage. Yeah. And then um, they sit around again and and Kramer's there again, pissed off going, I'm not happy about this. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Very reactionary Kramer. Elaine wants to throw a Molotov cocktail through their window.
0: (laughs) She's always got she goes from zero to 100, right? She's always thinking, can we kill the cat? Can we yeah. do it? She's always ready to go all out.
1: <laughs> uh, Elaine's no longer on Rava's book now. She's on she's proofreading a food allergy cookbook, oh, which goodness. I thought was pretty funny. Uh
0: mm.
1: yeah, and then we get we get Kramer suits up in uh Irvin Seinfeld's old clothes and looks like Joe Friday, Friday from Dragnet and uh poses as a policeman.
0: I love Kramer for this. I think he's so dope for doing what that. is he
1: what does he accuse him of? Your- <laughs> You're in big trouble. Burglary, grand larceny, possession of stolen goods, and uh, murder, murder, murder. <laughs> Make love to that wall, pervert.
0: <laughs> no, he pulled it off. Good. I like. I like when Kramer goes into character.
1: Hey, he's a cop. He's a damn good cop.
0: <laughs> um, of course, him retrieving and and rescuing the statue for George, so he could bring it back to his parents. It wouldn't have been. You couldn't have left it like that. You had to have made that last gag happen.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's always funnier. I think there's a reason the the, the it's the same with they said about always sunny in Philadelphia, which is kind of modeled after Seinfeld where these people get to be assholes and they get to be uh, to do selfish greedy things and we cheer for them because they always lose. So it's like George still like no matter what. At the end, even if you think he was in the right, like he doesn't get that statue to his parents. It's not. It's not as funny if he brings that to his parents and there's a happy ending. It's funnier if Kramer smacks it out of his hand.
0: Yeah. No, it was. It was a uh, good ending. Um, do you want to giddy giddy up this episode?
1: You go first. Let me think for a second what, what I want to give this out of ten giddy ups. I'm gonna give it a five point five. Uh, okay i'll go 5.5 that seems about right yeah it's not it's not my favorite but there's some good stuff and i know i'll go i'll go six six yeah. giddy-ups yeah 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 i
0: i can't i can't stand the guy roy thomas or ray thomas I can't stand raymond him.
1: thomas wachinski
0: yeah they they you're not supposed to like him though but you are no, right, i know not that
1: fu- i don't i think some of the stuff he says is kind of funny
0: yeah yeah I'm happy with what Kramer does to him at the end, but it's like, I, I like this episode more for moments like Kramer and little one-liners here or there, but I wouldn't want to, it wouldn't be on my rewatch list very quickly.
1: Um, yeah, no, I don't think there's many in season two or one that are, Um. I, I want to really put that on.
0: Yeah. So uh, this one, I think last week I gave it a 6.57. I forget, but this one was a bit of a drop for me.
1: What was the last one? The apartment?
0: Yeah, that one was good.
1: Yeah, I feel like this, is to me, is as funny as the... I don't remember what I gave it last week, but I think this is as funny as the apartment in my yeah. opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I, the apartment one made me laugh because of the, the marathon moment and the Lord of the Idiots. But yeah, they're in the same, they're in the same league. We yeah. had a little bit of an upswing with the Pony... And I forgot the one before that. There was two winners.
1: No, the the ex-girlfriend I hated the first episode.
0: Didn't like that Uh, one.
1: The the pony remark, the jacket. The phone message was pretty good, actually. Yeah, the phone
0: message was good. Yeah, that's the one. The jacket, the phone message.
1: Next week we have, or next time we do this, we have, oh, no, I lost it. Where did it go? Uh, We have the revenge, which is, I think a lot of people really like the revenge episode. What's that one? Uh, George slips a Mickey to his boss. uh, Yeah, that was a classic. Rick Leviton of Rick. I don't know why. His name is Rick Leviton, but also the company's called Rick Bar Properties.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's his partner.
1: Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's weird to be, they're both named Rick, though, but uh, that's where Elaine. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it next time. And then Kramer and Jerry get their revenge on the. the the laundry service guy where Kramer puts the concrete in the washing machine. <laughs> That's it's it's good. It's a good one. And then after that we have the 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 uh, in my opinion, the worst episode in the series, the heart attack.
0: Okay. I hate it. Oh, I'm I'm excited to hear how much you hate it. How's the babka looking?
1: Babka's good. Hold on one sec. I'll show you. It's good. You just gotta let it you gotta put that syrup all over, it gives it that like Moisture, but that's your that's your yeah, chocolate cinnamon, and then chocolate Bob. Cause yep,
0: I love it. Can't wait, dude. I hope tonight you get that title back, and if you do, post about it all over the place. Let the city know who's the king of sign. I mean,
1: I'll message you the the second it's over if we win. You know you I will. Know. I know you will. You'll you'll be hearing about it. I mean, I'll be updating you either way.
0: Uh, I'm cheering for you, dude. Um, Everybody that's listening, thank you, everyone, for enjoying the show, listening to it, and watching Seinfeld along with us as we go through our Seinfeld Chronicles. Rate and review the show. Subscribe, whether you're on Spotify, Apple, whatever the case may be. Shane, my friend, you are the man. You're going to be the champion tonight. Go get him.
1: We'll see you, buddy.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will be back soon.